Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Clinton. Hey, Daddy. Why do you think almost all schools in Singapore are haunted? Hmm, that's a pretty <laughs> good question. Well, well, it could be because that many schools are built on old cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Singapore. Singapore is so like land scarce, right? And um, yeah, sorry, you know, the living need our space. So and we also need to study. So yeah, everywhere is a cemetery. <laughs> Like, but more importantly, I think that you mm-hmm. know, people want to believe that their lives are exciting, <laughs> like deep down. And, oh. and when you're stuck, yeah, when you're stuck in a classroom all day, right? And then you're so stressed, and and then you get so frustrated with your work, and then you are looking around you, and it's like surely there must be more to life than this, right? <laughs> like you know, ghosts. Yeah, who knows? You know, like I swear, like my primary school, which I'll mm. say is Nanchao Primary School, which was a Chinese school, which was a terrible fit for me. It was apparently haunted. My secondary school was haunted, and like I'm gonna say this straight up, that I swear my JC was haunted. All right, and uh, it's SR, and it was it's been much with Anderson, which is a terrible fit also. But like LT five was definitely haunted, and. If you're from SR, if you know, you know, LT5 is haunted. Hi, I'm Teddy. And I'm Clinton. And welcome to A Briefcase. So Clinton is the host of But Then How, (laughs) a Singapore-based talk show style podcast. It's uncovering the first layer of things you should know about. So he's covered a whole range of interesting topics, like leaving your religious faith, dating, mindfulness. I mean, really everything. What don't you cover, Clinton? Yeah, mm, and he's yeah, interviewed I... people like Hosan Leong, the fabulous Fiona Fasi, and me. I've been on your podcast. Woo. Yeah, um, by the time this is out, all you listeners of a briefcase, you can check out an episode that uh, I recorded with Teddy quite some time ago, but uh, it's going to come out at the same time. Uh, we talked a bit about why are people so obsessed with murder and crime and how we would commit or how I would commit murder. Yes, and we talk about, we extol the virtues of the M1 chip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at scary stories from one of the scariest places in Singapore. Schools. So, Clinton, yep. I was from NTU, Pulau NTU, and I stayed on campus for all four years. So anyone who is part of Hall Life knows that there's a couple of places that are especially haunted. Like, everyone knows that, oh, somebody drowned in Nanyang Lake before, or you know the Chinese Heritage Center and Irnam Garden? Everybody knows you don't go there after midnight. And then there's also the more haunted halls, like how... 
13 and 2, they have haunted blocks. Block 64 and block 62, okay? It's crazy wow. how like, yeah, right? Mm. And so I stayed in Hall 3, the sports hall, mm. and I stayed there for all four years. And oh, while most of, Yeah, I know, right? Because like, my, you know... My brother was in 6. Hey, boo! 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 <laughs> 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I stayed in Hall Tree for like all four years, and Hall Tree is quite clean, but but not all of Hall Tree is clean. So Block E of Hall Tree is pretty haunted, and funny enough, regular guest Michelle used to live in Block E for her first year of NTU, and she also always said that she had a creepy vibe there. So let me tell you a bit about the hall system. When you enter NTU, if you're a freshie, you have, you're guaranteed a hall, but you have to have a roomie. I think it's to help you make friends even if you're not particularly friendly. Or yeah. clean up your room if you uh, are <laughs> Yeah, okay. But like block E, right? So so the double rooms are spread across. There's no like particular double room, but each block has like two sides. So a double room side, a double room corridor, and a single room corridor. So when you come off the lift, it's to the left and to the right. But hall E, what's interesting about it is the double rooms and the single rooms, both sides, overlook a forest. And a lot of people who stayed there said that they always feel like somebody's watching them from the trees. You know how at night you don't look at trees, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I have a couple of stories from this one block, just from this one block alone, okay? Mm. So the first one comes directly from a senior who claims he has the third eye. So I never want to doubt anyone who says they have the third eye, but like sometimes Mm. you're a bit like, "Mm, is it your imagination or is it really a third eye? Mm. Yeah. I I thought that people who had a third eye were supposed to die really young or something. Oh damn, I guess I guess if you really does, then I will be filled with utmost regret. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hope okay. not, hope not. Live long and prosper. That's it, that's it. Let's call him John. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um and so one Friday night after partying hard at the old zoo, you know the zoo with the bridge, he goes mm-hmm. back to hall. And I don't know why he he didn't go home. Like. Maybe he wanted to study over the weekend. Maybe he was just lazy to make the trip. Or maybe he paisay to go home when drunk. You know what I mean? Sometimes you paisay when you're drunk. Or was he bringing someone home? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. He wasn't bringing anyone back. Yeah. But whatever, it was easier for him to come back to hall. I personally think it's because you don't want to go home drunk to your parents. Because I also wouldn't go home drunk to my parents. It'd be hella paisay. Uh, yeah, yeah, embarrassing. Like, child, you disappoint me. <laughs> you weak, weak. Yeah, weak. Okay, now the bathrooms are shared bathrooms in the halls, right? So he grabs yeah. his shower caddy and his clothes, and then he goes to the bathroom to shower. Now, this is the first sign something is strange. So it's Friday night, he knows everyone on his level, and he's 100% sure that nobody's on his level. So, why the fuck are the motion activated lights on? Okay? Hmm. So he's like, screw it, it's probably just a glitch and he's drunk and he smells like smoke so you cannot go to bed when you smell like cigarette smoke because that's gross. And so he's desperate to take a shower. So John doesn't give a fuck, he goes to the last shower in the left because that's the one with the best water pressure. And I agree. There will always be one shower with the best water pressure or the best heater. And honestly, all the heaters in NTU Hall suck. <laughs> well, I'm surprised y'all have like heated water. I expected it to. Just oh be my god, you, th- you think SMU very good? Uh? We have dorms. Screw you. It <laughs> <laughs> would be like an army camp. Yeah, hey, army camp got no mind. heated shower? Uh, not all, not all. It's not guaranteed. Oh, yeah, no, that's like NTU Halls. It's not guaranteed. <laughs> maybe you get a hot shower, maybe you don't. Probably not. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay, so he goes in. 
So he puts some music on his phone so it's not so scary, right? And he starts to shower. And then our boy is halfway through washing his hair. And then the music cuts off. Yeah, that's weird. And then he's like, oh, because, you know, sometimes maybe a phone dies or something, but the music cuts off. Yeah. And then he looks and his phone is on, but like, it looks like somebody bossed it. You know what I mean? The screen is on oh. and it's on pause. And then he hears the door in the stall next to him open. And like, he feels somebody watching him and it's not the whole 16 pervert. <laughs> and from yeah. the corner of his eye, he sees a shadowy figure, like, like, like somebody peeking over the stall divider at him. And then you know these things, right? You're not supposed to acknowledge it. Right? You're not, you're supposed to... So he pretends he doesn't see. And... But he doesn't get dressed. He he grabs his towel and his caddy. And he tries to get out of the store. But but the door doesn't fucking open. He's, he's like pushing the door. But it doesn't open. It's like somebody is, is like pushing back against it. You know what I mean? He bashes his shoulder on the door. And he manages to like just kind of creak open. And he runs out. And he runs back to his corridor. And then from Close his... <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you know what's weird from his corridor you can see the upper row of shower windows right you can see the the ventilation windows and he was just in there right and it's motion yeah, activated yeah. but it's like completely dark oh yeah wow okay so he didn't stay he got dressed he packed up his shit and he went home so this is the first scary story I heard when I went to <laughs> and you like the first scary yeah, hall story. The scariest thing about the story to me is that he yeah. probably kept back to NTU and then he kept home. So <gasps> oh like my good, god. Like yes. $70, $80 gone from his wallet. I'm so sorry ah. that he had experienced that. Yeah. Oh Jesus, yes, that's true. Actually, uh, wait, let me try to remember. From Ozuk to NTU, Hall 3 would have been like $26, 28 Yeah. But yeah. past midnight maybe? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. 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 So there's another scary story about Block E. Hmm. And, but this one is an urban legend and I heard it repeated across different halls. So this is not just like Block E, but in my hall context, it was like, you know Block E, yeah? Yeah. So hmm. we are going to start with this super cute freshman girl. Super cute, super fresh. All right, let's call her Kiki because Kiki is a cute name. And she was wrecked in for dance. Okay, so like right. when you wreck somebody and you pull them in and then they get a spot. So if you know anything about hall dance, it, it like the dance practice will go until like 3, 4, 5 a.m. Especially closer to the HOCC, the Hall Olympiad Closing Ceremony. I was in dance, I know. I practiced until 5. I was terrible. Okay, so anyway, because she's a freshman, she gets put together with a random roommate, right? In none other than... Dun, 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 block E. Anyway, she gets to know the girl. But they aren't like best friends and they like don't get the kind of friendship that Auntie was hoping for. But the girl stays for most of the week. And so one night she comes back from dance at like 3am, right? And she's like mm. fucking tired. So she beeps into her room because we have like key fobs. And her roommate is sleeping as usual. So she gets her shower stuff and she takes a shower. And then when she gets back, her roommate is in bed. You know, you can kind of tell when somebody's awake using her phone or whatever. So, like, she yeah. thought that her roommate was, like, covered with the blanket, using the phone underneath or whatever, like, half asleep, half awake. Yeah. And then, so Kiki's like, oops, sorry, there with you. And then the roommate's just like, ugh. And then Kiki's like, whatever. And she goes into a bed. But while she's falling asleep in the dark, she can, she can see the blanket shift and she can tell that her roommate is like facing her and through the dark she it almost felt like her roommate was like staring at her right but she's like ah probably not she's probably asleep 
And that's so creepy. Yeah, I don't know how she does this because I'd be like, "Are you okay, right?" Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so I'll be like, "Do you want to get supper? You want to talk? Anything that?" But no, so she just turns around and she falls asleep. And the next morning, she's woken up by somebody banging on the door. And it's Kiki's roommate, and she's coming in with all her bags and everything, so you know that she didn't spend the night. And then, yeah, so Kiki turns around to look at the roomie's bed, and it's like perfectly made. So if Kiki's roommate just came in, who was in the bed last night, staring at her sleep? Who this be? <laughs> it's like a creepy pasta. <laughs> it, 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 it's the girl who, uh, who had to deal with the guy who said "Jiao Huang Di." She but she passed away after hearing that, and then like she had to. Oh my god! I can't believe you made it to SMU. I think everybody knows about Jiao Huang Di. <laughs> Wait, is it Jiao Huang Di or Jiao Huang Shang? Uh, I think I, I mean it's apocrypha lah, but uh, it doesn't really matter. But, oh, perhaps yeah. perhaps Clinton, uh, you may want to explain this to our non-local uni people who now perhaps will in the future not have to renew their degree every five years. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for the uh, international listeners or those who can't um, understand Mandarin, um, the story goes is that um, a foreign student uh, from China who was studying in NTU. Was having sex with a woman <laughs> in hall. Yeah, the details are not very clear. A lady, and a lady, a lady, lady, a new new run. Yeah, new run. Yes, lady. Yes. yes, and then at some point in his excitement, he yells the words "叫我皇帝" or "叫我皇上." In other words, like uh, call me the emperor. Which <laughs> is the audacity. So strange as a concept of like like people who are like not really like attached to China in any way. Yeah, like, yeah. the idea, the idea. Yeah, but man, that's so funny. And apparently, it was loud enough that the people walking by and his the people in the rooms next to his hut. I can understand why people you know come up with ghost stories in NTU because. Mm-hmm. You know the the trees are so tall. And it's yeah. so quiet and, and like, it's so it's close so dark. to Drajukang Cemetery. That brings me to my first very short story. Yes. Um, yeah, for today. Yes. So, uh, this has to do with my secondary school, uh, Nanhua High School. Nanhua High School has this rather unusual rule for girls with regard to their hairstyles. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're a girl in Nanhua, you're only allowed to have two hairstyles. One is a short Why is bob. this communist China? <laughs> and and yeah. our, uh, uh, North Korea, North Korea. North Korea, right? Yeah. yeah. So, a short bob, which you can understand why. It's like the... It's, it's really it's, utilitarian. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and the other hairstyle of choice is uh, to tie your hair in two, either French plates or scorpion braids. Two? Why two? So stupid. Yeah, it, it, so it, much effort. Yeah, so so yeah, it's it's really quite a pain and like all, all the girls like before morning assembly, you know, they, they would like mm-hmm, be helping mm-hmm. each other. It's like, oh come on man, we gotta get this done before assembly if I'm yeah. gonna get scolded. Yeah. And personally I hated that hairstyle. Really? Uh, I thought like most guys find it like cute. You know, like ooh. It it doesn't suit everyone, right? Like, it doesn't. Everyone has different true. hair, everyone has different face size and things like that, right? Yeah, but um uh, what yeah, so that was what I was looking at for most of yeah, for that four years of my mm-hmm. life. So, Nanhua High School sits uh, Clementi Avenue 1. Mm. But 
until 2003, yeah, from the 1980s to 2003, it used to be on a site opposite where it currently stands now. Oh, that's and, so odd. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a new building was built and it's currently NUS High School. Right. <laughs> so so the, the urban legend is that um, NUS High School built a pond to appease a spirit. No. No, that's the kind of shit that I feel come from NTU. But NUS High feels like a bit too Western to do this kind of shit. Maybe it's the, the you know, the Nanhua alumni that came out. Of this, oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The story goes that in the early 80s, when Nanhua first moved there, there was a girl who was working in the design technology studio, right? The workshop, uh, basically. I, I don't and like where was... this is going already. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, right, right, right. So uh, you, you work with plastics, you work with wood. And so she was working with a bus saw. <sighs> and so the story goes that her hair got entangled with the bus saw <sighs> and she was unable to free herself. Oh no. And it, it dragged her in. And oh no. She was decapitated. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. That sounds yeah. a bit real though, because like mm. my secondary school had a DNT t- teacher. Who um, is missing a finger segment from the from the saw? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Damn! That, that uh, sounds like yakuza. Uh, true, <laughs> true story. No, he he showed us how he did it and how it went off, and then you know during the safety briefing, he's like, "Yeah, so you have to pay attention. If not, you will chop off your finger like me." And everyone was horrified. <laughs> he was hilarious, though. Hey, yeah, do you know? But that you some... remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. I was really careful. Yeah. I got A for DNT. <laughs> so the second location that we are going to talk about today uh, a third location uh, is um, Brass Basar Road near the junction of Queen's hey, it's smooth it's smooth <laughs> yeah it's smooth right oh, yes, smooth. My, my university if you read up a bit about the history of uh, Singapore and World War II um, you know that that area used to have a lot of buildings you know it has a lot of like churches right mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so they used to be converted to makeshift hospitals to help cope with the increasing number of like civilian wounded so like you know like the old hospitals like uh, the the military ones and singapore general hospital Alexandria mm. hospital yes. didn't have any or if you lived in the villages outside of the city center there were, the only proper hospitals were like in the city center mm. right yeah so such makeshift hospitals included the St. Andrew's Cathedral, Victoria Theatre, Concert Hall. No way, I didn't know that. Hmm. It's so hmm, weird. Yeah. Now when I go into Victoria Concert Hall, I'm going to be like, this used to be a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, makeshift lah. So, you know, people mm. were just mm. like lying on like, you probably like your, a, a re- random mat on the ground or stuff like that, right? But better mm. than being exposed to the elements, right? Yeah. So, two other buildings included uh, St. Joseph's Institution and mm-hmm. the old Catholic High Primary School. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If when you think about hospitals, right, there's the kind of emotions people experience in hospitals. Like people feel mm-hmm. regret, resentment, pain. They are very negative emotions, right? Yeah. And when it's all like concentrated in a single place, right, that, that place is going to be stained. Yes. Yes. So when I was in university, uh, I used to do kendo, which is uh, Japanese fencing based on. Hey! Yeah! Yeah. Um, the people with the foam sticks hit each other. I've seen that. <laughs> uh, bamboo, bamboo sticks. That's why they make the piak sound. Ah, oh, yes, yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. 
yeah, yeah. So it's it's a very screamy, very sweaty. Yes, sport. it's very screamy. <laughs> the poor rock climbers who had to like listen to us when we train. Every Tuesday night, uh, mm-hmm. after we finish showering after training, right, we need to pack up all our gear, and there's a lot of gear. Yeah. And the sports hall building has these glass windows where you can look at the adjacent buildings, specifically mm-hmm. the AQSAM building. Mm. Have you been to Standing Sushi Bar? Yeah, I've been to Standing Sushi Bar. Uh, I went to SMU for another guest, ja- Justin Ping Chi Ling's uh, graduation. Yeah. Ooh, congrats. Congratulations, Justin. Yeah. yeah. This AQSAM building, right? Mm-hmm. From the sports hall, we can see that there's on the third floor, there's this Buddhist altar on it. And it is huge. Like, you know, no, your. No, like, seriously, like, just a Buddhist altar, red, there's a Buddha on it, it has candles, Gu- there's incense. Yin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, and two large, large red lights. And I, I would say that, like, from my estimates, it's probably about, like, two meters wide. That's it, it's freaking really big. big. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, and, and the light is so bright that you can. That Are you sure it's a bu- Buddhist altar and not the bell curve god? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one to the bell curve god, but like uh, that should be like in the, our campus green and not like you know tucked away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so like sometimes I'll get lost, like just staring at it and like wondering like why it's there, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, your cleaners. Uh, the cleaning staff sometimes they have their own personal altar or whatever just to yeah. kind of be safe but this is huge right so someone mm-hmm. had to move it up there and everything and then sometimes when I'm alone right I can hear the shower in the ladies room turn mm-hmm. on automatically even but though there's, there's no nobody there, there. Yeah, yeah, there's don't there. eh it's damn scary actually SMU is quite scary because SMU has a lot of empty spaces it's, it's very like liminal space, you know, like it's like nobody's there. It, it's like when there's, you know, there's so much design and evidence of people being around, but then there's no one around. I think that's the unsettling feeling. Mm. Mm-hmm. So creepy, that's so creepy. Yeah, everything came together when I was doing an internship in my third year. Mm-hmm. My fellow intern, who happened to be in the Aikido club, Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know Aikido, Aikido is, is cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's very defensive. Uh, they learn how to like protect themselves. It's old men flipping weapons. young men. <laughs> old men flipping young men, or young women flipping any men. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. crazy. Aikido is cool as hell. So yes, she told us that one day, her coach, uh, when they were doing this like katana disarming practice, right? Mm-hmm. The coach. Uh, like barked at them and said hey don't hold your stance for too long when you're holding the sword and they are like uh, what's going on <laughs> like like, w- yeah. why is he like like that and that night after the coach gave them that very cryptic warning right my mm-hmm. friend was uh, she was packing up also and she went to the ladies uh, mm-hmm. shower room right and like it was just she was just texting mm-hmm. and she was waiting for her two friends wait so in, wait and- just to clarify it's the katana disarming stance don't hold the katana disarming stance for too long uh, so um, someone has to role play as the attacker. So yeah. the attacker should should not hold the stun. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, sorry. I will explain. I will explain why in a in, in a bit, right? Okay. So when her her friends entered the shower room, right? What you expect to happen? Like the opposite happened. So the lights, right? They shut off, and then the showers turned <gasps> on by themselves. No. So no, they they, they no. ran away because and it was the night of the warning, you know. Yeah. It was the night of the warning. Yeah. So they were like so freaked out. And so, what do you know about the katana? It's pointy and um, 
Sasuke uses it. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he does, he does. Katana is very prevalent in pop culture, right? Yeah. You see it in like, um, you know, movies, anime, things like that. It's very revered as a symbol and as a weapon. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool, it looks cool. But one thing that you have to know about it is that it's actually made with very low quality steel. No, I thought it's um, hammered like a thousand times or something. Yeah, so the, the iron ore is actually really bad quality, but then it's because it's been hammered so many times, right? Like, that's how they really get, like, remove the carbon and the impurities. Mm. And that's how they get the final product. Yeah, and because of that, right, like, the immense amount of time and effort that the swordsmith puts in, right? Yeah. Having to burn the charcoal, temper with oil and water, like, then they have to, you know, the fold in the clay and everything. You know, it has yeah. all the elements in there, right? So, many swordsmiths in Japan, right, in the past, not modern mm-hmm. ones, but in the past, maybe the modern ones still do, they kind of revere it and they see it as uh, an object for which spirits can pass through. Oh, shit. Like, the best swordsmiths, they offer their best work, right, to mm-hmm. uh, the, the gods or spirits in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, they put it in a shrine. They don't even... They don't even give it to like their lord or whatever, you know. The men don't deserve that, right? Seriously, so, so they make a knife and then they don't. I mean, a sword. They don't. They make a sword and then they they just leave it sitting there. Their magnum opus. Their magnum opus. They don't give it to men. They give it to God. Ah. Uh-huh. So, the idea that the coach was hinting at, and I mean he did explain to them later was that when you pull a stance with the katana, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it draws the spirits of the dead from World War Two. Seriously. <laughs> so two two reasons, right? Two reasons. So uh, number one, there are some spirits that are mostly ink based, like Y I N, the black black color, yeah, base, yeah. So and the way katanas are used, right, is mm-hmm. very uh, young, it's very masculine, it's very yeah. straight, it's very aggressive, mm. right? So it channels that kind of energy. These spirits they try to seek out this young, right, to annihilate it. Oh my god Is that the logic? Cause like Okay so let's take a brief digression Are you in or are you young Clinton? Because I am young as hell Like um, if you look at my zodiac I am young Extra young Yeah like even my budget is hella young So I thought that always meant that I did not attract spirits And that I could not see Cause it's always the young people who have the eye hmm. I never really went to check but I feel like my behaviour is fairly 50-50. Ah, my behaviour is very young. <laughs> Even my... That's why um, you start your own podcast. <laughs> That's why you're hustling. Hustling. Even my um, Western Zodiac is young. Like I'm a Leo, I'm a fire sign. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So I, I thought I'm... this double stacking of young kept me safe because, you know, I'm like the least last person to get that kind of thing. Maybe, you know, like you just haven't noticed them yet. <laughs> Yeah, oh I thought the, the idea Don't. would be to like be balanced and then so like you kind of just like slip through the cracks, right? You're yeah, just like, the, just like a chameleon, and then you see like the ghost is like, hey, no, I'm part of you. Excuse me. <laughs> maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe maybe like the Chinese believe that the young fire keeps the ghost away, but like the Japanese believe that the young fire attracts the ghost for destroying. Yeah, so that was a coach's like first reason, right? Mm. And the second reason is because specifically for the spirits of the dead in World War Two, right? They see this symbol of Japanese warmongering and aggression, right? And it brings back the 
memories of their resentment and their hate and their pain. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was precisely because we were near, you know, mm-hmm. these old hospitals that the coach felt like he had to say that. Yeah. And so, LOL, I apologize to my friend after she told me that story. <laughs> because sometimes Kendo has training right before Aikido. Yeah. And as you've observed, Kendo is like 100% attacking with a katana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't break your stance, right? Like, no matter what. Like, so you're, you're, just like, you're just like attracting everything there before Aikido has its practice. Yeah, then we shower and we leave and then the poor Aikido girls like can't shower. Oh, <laughs> shit. Damn, Clinton, why you do that? Oh, man. But yeah, but <sighs> I mean, we gotta do what we gotta do. Kendo's <sighs> fun. Kendo's fun. Kendo is fun. Actually, between the three HR approved schools in Singapore, because you know they are HR approved, between yeah. uh, NUS, SMU, and NTU, which do you think is the most haunted? I would say, like, it, in reality, probably NTU. Yeah. Oh my and god! It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just the proximity to the cemetery and, yeah. and all the trees. And like, uh, and maybe all the lost NSFs that appear and disappear. <laughs> it's true though. Like you know, you can be jogging on the running trail because there's this um running track that goes all around the school, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you'll be jogging, and boom, NS boys. Mm-hmm. Ah. And the whole seclusion of the whole place, right? Yeah. 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 Actually, SMU is not secluded at all. Now that you mention it, do you know that case? The case about the, the molester, the guy who just like wanked off on the girl, which you should never oh, yes, do. The joke yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So maybe if a girl flirts with you, that's fine, but you should never like wank off on somebody, like whether they're sleeping or not, whether they are your girlfriend or not, even. That's super weird. Yeah. That story was so strange to me because it happened like I think past midnight or something like that, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're bringing the girl to a study room. SMU has no hostels, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so a study room, right? And and I know which study room that is. Do like, you the... know? Yeah, I saw the photo and it's a specific study room, right, that the guy obviously yeah. chose because there is a long walkway in and there's a blind spot there so you can't see uh, the entirety of the room yeah. inside. So like from the door, you can't see into the room. Like you can't see uh, certain can sections see, like, of the room. Yeah, but you can see about 60% of the room. Mm. Yeah, so he, he jacks off on her. And I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> it's, like, uh. it's carpeted floor. It's carpeted. Uh, someone oh has to clean it up. Oh my god, somebody had to clean that up. Oh no. I smell. Oh my god, no. But then you think about all the kids who do it in like staircase blocks. Nobody cleans that up. Oh man, yeah. Uh. Unless, you know, they're very civic-minded. They have like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like COVID, COVID ages, you know, I think everyone has like, um, I don't know, some wet wipes or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, now everybody has wet wipes. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, hand sanitizer. Alright, thank you listeners for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase. We'll be back to our usual programming next week. And thanks again for being on the show, Clinton. Woo. Oh, thanks, Eddie, for having me on. Yeah. yeah, you can find him hosting But Then How podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast. 
His Instagram is bdhpodsg. His Twitter is bdhpodcastsg. And yeah, his Twitter thanks. is bdhpodcast. Ayo, Clinton, why so inconsistent? <laughs> Strangely enough, like some of the names were already taken. By who? Like by other <laughs> some other BTH podcast. Okay, <laughs> but more importantly, when you search for Berlin How or BTH Pod, look for the dark blue logo. Mm, exactly. Mm. And by the time this episode is out, Clinton's season two, episode one, should be out too. Woo! And it'll be covering things like inequality and why he's not too happy with the podcast space in Singapore. Yeah, like I really enjoyed that conversation. It's with a doctoral candidate. Mm-hmm. And he works at the Institute of Policy Studies. His name is Jing Yao. And he, he used to write many, many letters to the Straits Times Forum. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's the best letter I ever read on the Straits Times Forum? Oh, what? This auntie, she wrote in and she was like, you know, that day uh, I was on the train and then got this girl, she's like embroidering on the train and then it's very dangerous because what if the train suddenly stops and then she pokes somebody with the needle? Very dangerous. We should outlaw doing any arts and craft on the train, which is like really silly because sometimes I knit on the train and then I was like, oh my goodness, the needle's going to kill you, auntie. It's going to kill you. Oh yeah, I remember you said you would use knitting needles as a weapon in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. As always, you can find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com. I swear I will update it at some point, (laughs) alright? I bought the domain. And you can find us on Instagram at abriefcasepodcast. I always reply to your DMs. And do join us next week for... Another Briefcase.